You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. The new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology. And own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet. This is the Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your temporary tour guide and stepdaddy extraordinaire, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what is on your mind? You're not, Josh. <laughs> No, I am not, sir. I, I am the uh, the Wish.com version of Josh Chernoff. <laughs> uh, Josh is a busy boy. Josh is yeah, a man, busy I, boy. But uh, him, though, man. He's been killing it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we've all been busy. We've been busy. Yeah. You know? we've got a lot, everybody's got a lot going on right now, yeah, but it's I, not, nothing is in, in, in a bad context, you know? It's all good stuff, which is a good thing. Uh, since we've last talked, you've uh, moved. You've, I have. Yes, I have a brand new background here. I am back in lovely Downingtown, Pennsylvania, in, in lovely Chester County. So I'm happy to be back on the eastern side of the state, which is great. How far are you from the Downingtown Farmer's Market? Really close, actually. Um, I think we're only about five minutes away. So That's where ECW um, used to wife, run. Yeah. One more time? ECW used to run the, the shows there. No shit. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're... Um, we're right back off of Route 30, um, so we're not very far from from pretty much everything. But yeah, it's um, it's been a hell of an experience getting back. Um, the movers stole my son's Xbox, and that what? was a whole ordeal. Yeah, dude. So my son James is eight, and he, my brother, actually, it was one of my brothers got him a, an Xbox uh, 360. And somewhere between Bethel Park, which is out in Pittsburgh where we used to live, and out here, they took the Xbox and had his controller, this like cool purple controller. And like he saved all this stuff and he had like super long progress. He's like a Lego kid. So he had Harry Potter and Star Wars and all that shit. And they stole it off the truck. And I blew up. If you were if you follow me on Twitter, you saw it. But I blew up the company that that was the, the moving team. And, you know, I was like, this is unacceptable. You'd steal from a fucking eight year old. Like, for Christ's sakes, he's, he's eight years old. You took his yeah. Xbox. Um, the company was super apologetic and they, they wouldn't admit that it happened though. Right. Like they wouldn't admit that it was stolen. 
they just said that there were serious irregularities in the stories. Um, for legal purposes, I'll leave out like sort of more of the of course. you know internal workings of it. But they uh, the the representative said that there were uh, serious irregularities. So they ended up giving us like a really great like you know concession repayment kind of thing. Like they gave us a, a bunch of money back that we paid. Um, and their reps were really, really great about it. Like she was the woman that I spoke to was just like crushed. She was like, I can't believe this happened. Like this is, I've been in this industry for 15 years and this is the first time this has ever happened. And, um, it was, it was an ordeal. Um, but luckily he has a brand new Xbox one now and he is uh, happy as a pig in shit with those games. So, um, yeah, but we're, you know, we're settling in, man. It's nice to, like I said, it's nice to be back. It's nice to be here, uh, back in Philly. And I know we've got to see each other a couple of times now since, uh, I've been back, right? Yeah. It's become a thing almost. It's like, uh, it's pretty rad, right? Yeah. Yeah. You were at the, uh, icons convention and then, uh, which was dope. And then I ran into you at MLW. Which was amazing. I don't know if we really had a chance to talk about that, but I actually for for the first time actually got to see Blue Meanie wrestle in person, which was amazing. Well, I wouldn't call um, it wrestling, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that splash you took, man, that looked uh, that looked pretty pretty painful, man. I got to tell you, that guy was a a big boy coming down on top of you. Um, but that was really cool. That was a very very cool event. Um, MLW Fightland uh, just I guess that aired last week. Uh, the big Hammerstone and Fatu match, which was. If you were in a crowd, man, they fucking tore it down. Those guys left everything in the ring that night, and I, uh, I was incredibly impressed by that match. Which is also amazing because Hammerstone totally wrecked his ankle during that match and continued. You know, he, yeah. I mean, God bless him. I, he posted a photo on, uh, you know, his Twitter. Like as soon as he walked through the curtain, they, he basically had to go, you know, take a seat because his ankle was yeah. just wrecked. And the fact that, you know, Hammerstone just continued that match through all that was, it was amazing. It's a testament to his hard work. But, you know, both those guys, him and Fatu, just uh, amazing, amazing athletes. Just, just make it look way too easy. And uh, <laughs> I'm envious, you know. It was, it was, I mean, they did. They made it look effortless. Like, I, I, I. Watching Hammerstone, like we, so I was sitting with a friend of mine, Candace Cordelia. She reports for Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and um, she and I were sitting together, and we watched. I don't remember exactly what happened, but all of a sudden, we saw Hammerstone stand up, and his leg was shaking. So initially, I was like, "Oh fuck, he just blew his knee out," you know, because oh. the way he was, the way his leg was moving. My first thought was, "Oh shit, that's a knee injury," right? Right. Uh, which we then found out after the show, we were standing sort of backstage in the backstage area and we saw him come in and I mean, his ankle was already starting to swell and it was like, Oh my God, dude, luckily Hammerstone, it seems to be in good shape. It seems like it was just a sprain, which is a good thing. Um, doesn't seem I, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if he's broken anything like officially, but, um, he did win the MLW world heavyweight championship. Uh, but that was impressive to know how bad that, that, sprain was and that he continued to perform after that that was just incredible like just a testament to him as a, as a performer and an individual and Fatu I mean I you know the Contra stuff like that has me hooked man that's yeah. almost as good as the uh I'll tell you man I I enjoy that as much as the, the the bloodline stuff in some respects you know I feel like there's definitely some some parallels between the two um obviously you know the familial relation but yeah, I had a really good time how was your experience there overall I mean after the splash obviously <laughs> you know uh, uh yeah. Well, well, MLW is always a good time. Uh, yeah. I love working there. The crew's great. You know, everybody's great from court to, you know, the wrestlers to people behind the scenes. 
you know, it's always cool to work with uh, Charlie from ECW, the camera guy. Uh, you know, it's just always good just to see people and uh, get to apply my trade with MLW. Uh, and, again, they're coming back uh, November 6th. I believe uh, yeah, my I think it's, I believe I think my so. I believe my match from uh, Fightland airs somewhere around Thanksgiving ish. So oh, okay. Since it was like a twelve man elimination tag match, they kind of want to have it to air around like when Survivor Series would air, kind of thing. Yeah. And that you know that it's a smart thing by court, but uh, yeah, yeah. MLW is always a great time. Um, and like I said, it's uh. It's nice to work for a great company, and it's also great to work, you know, 10 minutes from your house where you're in bed, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, 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 Don't even have to really do anything after the shower. Just get out and fucking go, man. Yeah. Get out just, of there. Just to get, yeah, just walk home, take a shower, and get in bed. And, you know, every night before uh, we go to sleep, me and Mrs. Meany watch the movie, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It's like... Okay. It's like one of those things, you know, like... Uh, oh, what, I, I, when I when I go to bed, I need noise. I need sound. Yeah. I can't if it's totally silent. I can't sleep because interesting. It's weird. So uh, we always had like it. <clears throat> I've always had the radio on or TV on, and uh, <laughs> like one of our favorite mo- uh, movies is uh, what we do in the shadows, which is a uh, a mocum- like a fake documentary about uh, vampires living in New Zealand. Okay, and uh, they've even you know turned it into a TV show, you know, loosely based on the movie. But yeah, just uh, get in bed and uh, and watch that, and, and I because because it takes off the pressure of having to pay attention if you know something well enough. You're just like, oh, okay, here's the part where then you're, like, <laughs> you know, yep. not that yep. not that the movie's bad, but you're just comfortable enough to where you know, okay, I don't have to pay attention. I just, it's a background noise right now, so. But uh, yeah, MLW. Uh, back to that. Uh, fantastic company. Uh, it's always cool when you know I can say I, you know I tagged with you know Savio Vega. You know, it's yeah, dude. So I yeah, I, I've always admired. Uh, funny guy, great guy. Uh, the match was a bit much to put together. Uh, not in a bad way. Just uh, when you got that many people in the, it's it's hard enough to wrangle your in a singles match. You know, gate. With your, you know, opponent and referee and agent, imagine gathering twelve people. Uh, to, right, right. It's like herding cats. It's like wrangling cats. You know, just come here, stay here, don't leave. You know, <laughs> where are you going? But uh, nah. everybody's got everybody's got their their ideas. Everybody's got a you know thought of what they could do. Yeah, I mean that 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 sounds dreadful in some respects. But I mean, it was it looked flawless. It looked effortless when you guys pulled it off. So. Well, Meanie uh, got a big pop, by the way, guys. <laughs> Make sure you watch that on TV, man. Meanie got a fucking loud uh, pop. I was in the crowd while I was facing the ring right at the hard camera side. And when when he came out, man, the place went fucking ballistic, dude. I'm telling you, it was, you know, that hometown guy, man. And plus, I mean, who doesn't like the blue meanie? Like, if you uh, don't like the blue meanie, you probably need your head examined. But Well, I'll, I'll go to my uh, go-to answer of uh, they were all my neighbors. It's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> I just give away free tickets. Yeah, it's a work. It's a work. I just you know, it's a work. Pal. I went up, I went yeah, up and no, down the street was, to put tickets in good. mailboxes. You know, you know. 
<laughs> staple them to the door. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was cool to watch, man. I uh, I really enjoyed myself. Um, I thought it was a great event. I was actually there uh, with uh, my friend. Uh, I was helping out uh, my friend Duke Bennett uh, from a podcast called Duke called Duke Loves Wrestling. Nice. And uh, Duke Loves Wrestling, rather. And uh, he was able to get me in there, and um, you know, did a did a quick spot for him. So you can go back into that archive and and listen to that coverage as well. Um, you know, my follow up story on that, but I'll be there next time supporting both Duke Loves Wrestling and Foundation Radio, uh, doing some coverage for MLW. So I hope to see everybody there uh, for the next round. But yeah, I also I guess for some reason um, I never took my picture in front of the big ECW like mural in yeah. the men's room you know <laughs> uh, I had been there a couple of times before not even realizing it at first like a couple of years ago I used to do uh, photography for a uh, size inclusive clothing brand in Philadelphia they're now based in France but they're in they used to be in Philadelphia and I, at one point I guess it was 2018 or 2019 they did a fashion show uh, at the 2300 arena okay I guess it just completely blew like it just like didn't even connect to me that I was in the ECW arena at the time because I was so focused on like getting there and doing the shots and I didn't even use the bathroom. So when I went back, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I was here. You know, like it just like everything clicked. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. But um, yeah, really great event. Like I said, MLW puts on a, an incredible show. So if you guys get a chance to go and check it out, you definitely should because it's absolutely worth every penny you're going to spend. Um, but no, as far as going back to like falling asleep, though, meaning I wanted to touch base on that with you as well. Sure. Uh, my wife is this. My wife is the same way. My wife, Courtney, um, she has to have something playing in the background. And it's it's a deliberate, a deliberative action every night before we go to bed is what is Courtney going to watch when she goes to sleep? You know, and it's always <laughs> like that's the running joke is, oh, what are you going to watch while you're sleeping tonight? You know, oh, I don't know. I want to be able to watch Friends. I want to watch this, you know. So it's always I just I I'm the opposite, though. I need it like almost silent to fall asleep. Like I can deal with like a little bit of background noise and a little bit of white noise. But anything more than that is just like so it's this constant like battle between us at like 10. Th you're at like 1230. I'm like, babe, please turn it down. I can't can't fucking sleep, you know. So uh, uh, how are uh, I, what's up? I, I, I need sound. But, uh, you know, sometimes she'll watch something and uh, whatever, like uh, what was the show? Uh, she she would watch uh, Mrs. Meany will watch Adventure Time. OK. And uh, sometimes it would be too bright. So like yeah, like when yeah, my yeah. when my eyes are closed, I can, like kind of see the back of my eyelids. So uh, Mrs. <laughs> Meany went and uh, constructed a. A sleep mask for me to uh, to put on. Oh like, no shit! So I, I, uh, if something's too bright, I, I put on the, the sleep mask and. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm out like a baby. You know, it's just like <laughs> it, it only takes me to go. Oh, this where we're. Yeah. Yep. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. I'm done. Uh, yep. Uh, Good for you, man. Oh, uh, oh, it's nice and dark and. Uh, and <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Dude, dude I've I, yeah. I've officially become my grandfather. Just. Uh, like, I could fall asleep at the drop of a hat, you know? Dude, it's so crazy, man. I'm telling you, the older I get, the more I'm like that, too. The more I'm like, how did this happen? Like, how did I become this person? It used to take me forever to fall asleep. I mean, I don't know if you guys can tell just by listening to me, but I'm a pretty, like, hyperactive dude. I'm just constant. Like, if you, if you could see me, like tapping underneath like if you could see like my whole body while i'm recording this show or like my own show i'm just like tapping on something and my legs are shaking because i'm just such a like a uh move, moving guy uh so it used to take me a really long time to fall asleep i just like to calm myself but now like the older i've the older i've gotten it's just like i am <laughs> just asleep in like 30 seconds and courtney's like what the fuck how do you how do you fall asleep that quickly you know 
And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm just my dad now. That's just yeah. how, how it's going to be. Yeah. Every now and then I'll have issues where like my brain won't shut down or mm. I get that restless leg that just doesn't want to, you know, chill the fuck yeah. out. And then yeah. when it comes to that, I'll just hop in a shower, take a blazing hot shower and just loosen everything up. And then, you know, that's like a, that's like a warm cup of milk to me. I'm just like, you know, just pass right <laughs> out, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. I didn't even think about that. That's actually, that's a, a really excellent idea. I'm going to try next time. Our, Cause the other night, what's that? I was going to say the other night I had that I was up, like I would fall asleep and I was up and I'd fall asleep and I was up and I was just like fucking driving myself insane. You know, I think, I think full disclosure, I'm back on my, uh, my anxiety medicine. Um, made the decision to to do that recently, which I think it's it you know if you can make those kinds of decisions, you should. Uh, but anyway, I I think it's, uh, a a common side effect of that is is insomnia and like restlessness. Yeah. So I think that was just you know I never remember the last time I started it. There was a couple of days where that happened. This time, luckily, it was only the one. But yeah, dude, I just could not fucking calm my brain. Couldn't get situated. Couldn't get settled. Yeah. And, you know. So now I'm now I'm back. But dude, uh, go and go. Take a blazing hot sh- like the the meanie household. We're a uh, let's take a shower before bed kind of thing. You know, wash the filth of the day off and get into some yeah. nice clean sheets. So uh, you know, I'll take a shower and like if I feel like I'm going to be extra restless, like I'll you know when I wash my hair, I'll just like let the heat you know let the you know water hit my head and then just dry off real quick, jump in bed and then out. Smart out. Smart man. Yeah, I have to remember that next time. Yeah, it's like. A- let us know. Let if you're listening right now. Let us know what your tips and trades are for us uh, to fall asleep faster. Hit us up at at mind of the meanie and let us know so we can we can talk about it next time. Yeah, the, I, I'm sure we got some pod squads there in the uh, the chat yep. in the old chat yeah, room. Yeah, pod squad. What's up, everybody? Nice to see everyone today. Hello, hello. Travis is here. Vanessa. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it was also, I got a chance to do my first, um, my official first like Patreon, uh, nice. group chat with everybody with you guys, uh, last week, which was super cool. It's nice to put like faces and voices to the names I see on like the scroll here. Yeah. You know, like it's, it was finally nice to see everybody. Um, everything is good. Travis, um, I have never actually been called Nard Dog before. However, there was someone that I used to work with, I think work with or went to school with um who uh, i went to westchester university so we did a lot of like group projects and shit in some of the classes and he specifically referred to me as andy barnard which if you are aware of who andy barnard is he is the character from the office played by ed helms and no matter how many times i would correct him he would call me andy in projects he would put my name on projects as as andy uh, so no, Nard Dog, I have not gotten before, but uh, I'm sure now that we are listening, that will be the name. Um, I'm going to go back through some of these comments here yeah. as well. Uh, Jacob Fatu, yeah, Travis, Jacob Fatu was incredible. He was so good in in the ring. I mean, that both, I would say, and I know Meanie can probably agree with this too, uh, Hammerstone and, and Fatu, they both have long, illustrious careers ahead of them based on what I saw, their match. I mean, they're they're the future, and I'm convinced of it. I wouldn't be surprised to see Fatu pop up in NXT, and then eventually if the bloodline keeps going, I mean, I think that would be an incredible addition to that as a big muscle part of the group. You know, it's more of like the the larger Usos. What do you, well, what do you think, Meanie? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, the world is uh, Fatu's oyster. I mean, he, yeah. he could basically, you know, Write his ticket to anything. I mean, and he's just su- such a natural. You know, yeah. uh, he comes from a good bloodline. You know, no pun intended. 
you know, uh, you know, the, the Samoan dynasty is, is no joke. I mean, a long line of, you know, uh, proud Polynesian wrestlers. You know, Hammerstone uh, has, had, you know, has a long career ahead of him. And if he followed his journey through, you know, growing up, training, and then getting into bodybuilding, he's had a pretty cool journey as well if you watch his evolution. So yeah. uh, it's, it's just starting off for him. For those two, uh, this is just the beginning. And uh, kudos to uh, MLW for giving these two talents a platform to apply their trade, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, they built up that match for a while, and it yeah. de- it delivered on every on every level, you know, every point. Yeah. You, know, every, they, you know, every point you can make in that match they made. And, uh, I mean, the highlights that they put on Twitter, you know, don't do it justice. You got to see that whole match yeah. in, its, in its entirety. And the fact that, you know, Hammerstone, like, wrecked his ankle, you know, yeah. midway through that match and still, you know, you know, weathered, the, you know, weathered that ankle injury. Because, like, look, I've had my uh, share of ankle injuries, you know. I'm, like, flat-footed. So, like, I have no art support or whatever. And then, like, for whatever reason, my foot likes – my ankle just, like, likes to roll and go whoop. You know, Ooh, you know, Jesus, plenty of times, you know, over my life, I've twisted my ankle just walking, you know, just Jeez. stupid shit. You know, I've, yeah, done, dude, it's always the stupid injuries to hurt the worst. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I felt his pain looking at that ankle. I was like, but buddy, you just got to raise it and, you know, soak that thing in some Epsom salts, you know, it's like, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it, you know? So, <laughs> and he was supposed to be on the. Uh, we I did a show last Saturday uh, for standalone wrestling. He was supposed to be on that show. He had to he had to, to cancel, which to was cancel. a shame. But uh, yeah, yeah, tough kid. They were both tough guys. Both, yeah. you know, Fatu. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just basically repeating myself. But you know, they're, they're amazing. They were again that that show was was again like me and he said if you if you didn't get a chance to watch the full match, go ahead, go out of your way and watch it because it, it is worth it. I felt like the buildup for it on Twitter and most of the social media platforms was as good as the Cardona stuff in, in GCW. I thought it was, you know, there was a lot of hype behind that match. Yeah. And I think for me, anyway, it really, really delivered. So um, Vanessa wanted to let us know about our sleep problems, um, that she drinks stuff called NeuroBliss, oh. which calms her mind. Uh, they have a sleep version and an energy version. My luck, Vanessa, I would end up with the fucking energy version before I went to sleep because that's what that's the kind of shit that I would do because I'm an idiot. Um, try, I, so what do you think? Are you going to give it a try? I, dude, I'll, I'll, well, I don't know if I need any help going to sleep. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> At least not anymore. Right. Maybe on like the off occasion that I have trouble going to bed. Um, Travis said, yeah, he agreed with us about Jacob Fatu. He said the SmackDown SmackDown world title picture. I don't think he'd be out of place at all. Imagine Paul Heyman deciding Jacob Fatu was the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I would love to see even Jacob Fatu go in and crush Nakamura and give the entire bloodline gold. You know, bring Naomi in, give her the women's title on SmackDown, have Fatu or someone else from the family come in, take the Intercontinental strap, throw the U.S. side, give the entire bloodline the gold and do it across. For me anyway, and this might be controversial, meaning, and I'll, I'll ask you about this, but I think Roman Reigns should be like an like an effervescent character. He should be everywhere. Raw, SmackDown, he should be, him and the Usos and Paul Heyman, they should be free agents. And I think the reason why is because there's a lot of opportunity for characters on both brands to cross-mingle. 
But I also think Roman Reigns is like he is that guy. And I think that there's an oppor- there's a lot of opportunity for him to sort of be dominant and rule over the entire WWE universe. What do you what do you think about that? That's kind of why what, what I miss about like having one world championship, which was, you know, defended on both shows kind of, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the brand split, but I, mm-hmm. I, get, I get it. And, and sometimes they, you know, you know, they ignore the rules of it and, you know, people still show up on other shows anyway and stuff like that. So I'm just like, eh. but That's, like, you know, Roman, yeah. Roman's amazing. Um, <clears throat> you know, what we're seeing now has always been there. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, they, I don't know if they did his heel turn a little too late, but you know, they think, Oh, well it, it, it's going well, it's going really well, yeah. but they could have done it sooner. Um, uh, like I said, uh, you know, he was a victim of the uh, the Royal Rumble where they want, the one year they wanted Daniel Bryan to win. <coughs> and, yeah. and when Daniel Bryan got eliminated, then everybody was cheering for Roman Reigns to win. So WWE is like, oh, well, this Roman Reigns character, uh, let's have him win next year. So the next yeah. year they go to win and <laughs> Daniel Bryan gets eliminated again. Then they finally give it to Roman Reigns and they're like, well, no, we wanted Bryan, Daniel Bryan to have Daniel it. Daniel Bryan. So, you know, he, he, he carried that stigma of uh, being the guy that, you know, cock-blocked fucking Daniel Bryan from winning the Royal Rumble. Cock? Should that be the name of the episode? Roman Reigns cock-blocked Daniel Bryan? <laughs> no, I don't need that. I, Obviously not, no, but that would be hilarious. I don't need that. I don't need that heat. Um, yeah, here comes a call. Here comes, yeah, Meanie's going to get a call from Vince. God damn it, Meanie. Now, um, I, uh, no, I, I agree. And I, I guess to your point, as far as Roman Reigns is concerned, I think this was the last opportunity for them to do something like this. But I don't necessarily <laughs> think it was too late, like when his career, I think. At least in in my opinion, because I, I obviously I've never booked. I've never wrestled. I've never done anything. I'm just a guy who watches the shows. right? I'm just a fan. But I think a lot of this, the bloodline stuff and the Paul Heyman stuff was only possible because of the pandemic. It was only possible for him to go away from TV for a while because you remember he was supposed to fight Goldberg at WrestleMania. Yeah. Goldberg leaves. Stroman comes in. It's the stuff with the fiend. Roman comes back in like August or July. And he's this like ambiguous is he a heel is he a face nobody really knows and then it just morphs into this incredible almost and i and this might be a little controversial but in some respects almost like a stone cold character where are you supposed to cheer for him or are you supposed to boo him right um and it seems like at least when i saw him in pittsburgh there were a lot of people who were cheering him over booing him and people you know the numbers don't lie But I think that this circumstance specifically with the pandemic worked itself out because of the pandemic. And I think had that not happened, they may have had a much more difficult time getting him over as the character because there were a lot of things they were able to do in the Thunderdome that they may not have been able to do live. You know, a lot of test things that they may not, you know, Roman's a really quiet talker. So it allowed that space and that venue allowed him to do a lot more talking in a way that was going to, because if you notice now, a lot of times he only goes on the mics and says, acknowledge me. And then Paul is the guy that talks or the Usos are the guy, you know what I mean? So they're, they're, they're learning. Right. Uh, But no, I, 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 don't necessarily think it was uh, too late, but I think if they had waited any longer, it may not have been as fruitful, right? Like a Cena heel turn now, 
that that's not going to do and that's not going to move any needles. No. That's just that's that's way that ship has sailed a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you do you think that it was a product of the pandemic or do you think that based on your experience in the industry and your uh, experiences with like writing and TV and stuff? Do you think that they could have done a Roman Reigns heel turn as effectively if the pandemic hadn't have happened? Uh, well, it, it, I'm sure they could have. But, you know, all the points you bring up are very valid ones to where, you know, you're in this pristine environment where, you know, there's no sound, there's no chanting, there's no nothing. And you're just focused on what, you know, folks are saying they're, you know, they're, you know, they're like, there, there's the uh, uh, description that, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts interviews were so good because he would talk at that slow monotone voice to where you had to get close to the TV to listen and, and pay attention to what he was saying. You know, now, you know, with, uh, you know, when we had the pandemic and no crowds and stuff like that, you know, he had that luxury of being able to talk that low because nobody was going to out talk him. Nobody was going to chant over him or react and stuff like that because there was no crowd. Right. But uh, could that have been, have been? Could that have happened in front of fans? I believe it could, just because Roman's that talented. Um, like again, you know, he just like Fatu, he comes from a great uh, bloodline, and you know, he grew yeah. up, he grew up in this business, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So I mean, he's been you know, he's doing phenomenal stuff with the with the new with the bloodline and with Paul Heyman and the Usos and stuff like that, and uh, he's he's you know. No, he's he's the he's the best in the business right now, as far as I'm. Well, him, I love him. I love Randy Orton, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, I love Orton just because he just takes his time, you know. He's methodical. He, he's methodical. He's psychological. Yeah, you know. I always tell you know. We always tell the younger talent, you know, if you think you're going too slow, slow down even more. And yeah, Randy just he's just he's perfect. Randy Orton's perfect. And uh, yeah. You know, and that just comes from me, you know, uh, that just comes from, you know, again, he grew up in the business. Uh, you know, he uh, came up, you know, in the business with, I mean, you know, you're surrounded by Ric Flair and Triple H, you know, you have no choice but to get better, you know. So, uh, but Roman, you know, I know we're talking about Roman Reigns. I I, th- I think he could have. Uh, it might have taken a different tra- uh, trajectory, if that, I could say that word. With uh, my fat tongue, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think Roman Reigns would would have succeeded in either uh, medium, whether you know it was you know no fans in the crowd because of the pandemic, or you know had the pandemic never happened, I think he would have succeeded. But it could have it could have yeah. taken a little bit of a, a slight left or a slight right from what we're doing now. Yeah. Depending on the crowd. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think, and the other thing too, and this is, I'm sure this is going to light the group chat up. And, and again, if you, if you disagree with my opinions, go ahead and hit me at this is Goober on Twitter and Instagram. And also make sure you follow Blue Meanie at Blue Meanie BWO on Twitter. Um, you'll know him because he has the blue check mark. <laughs> uh, so I like how they did that. I think they did that, like, especially for you, right? The blue and the blue. I feel like that was a, a, a nice, a nice little touch. It was, a, it, it, um, but anyway. it was in the uh, bargaining agreement. Uh, between me and uh, <laughs> yeah. Twitter, I nego- negotiated it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 
I I feel like, and I've I've always been one who has said this, and then we'll move on to other topics. I've always been one to say that I feel like the only person that could dethrone Roman Reigns in a meaningful way, it's not The Rock, it's not Brock Lesnar, it's not Big E, it's Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre is a very believable, uh, very authentic character that succeeds in the mo- in the most successful way. He's he's the most successful when he has a challenge in front of him, right? Yeah. Why did people get behind him so much in 2020? It's because he was up against Brock Lesnar. He had something to fight for. If they take this storyline and build it properly, I would absolutely love to see Drew McIntyre dethrone Roman Reigns. Dude, and I think he could do it. Yeah, dude, the the, the biggest as far as wrestling goes, and the the biggest uh, crime in professional wrestling during the pandemic was the fact that you know Drew only got to be champion during the pandemic in front of no fans, because you know right before the pandemic, you know the shutdown happened, and you watch that crowd reaction to him win the Royal Rumble. My God, yeah, <clears throat> my God, that's a that's a baseball stadium, uh, well, baseball uh, ballpark or whatever you want to call it. I know somebody the else. The entire crowd is just, I mean, you go back and watch it. I mean, the entire fucking place is on fire Yeah, for Drew McIntyre when he kicked him over to, when he kicked Brock Lesnar over the top rope. And then when he won, the place went fucking ballistic. The, the, the build of that Royal Rumble might have been the perfect Royal Rumble. I mean, I'll give you, I'll spot, I'll spot you the Ric Flair win because that was probably the best Royal Rumble ever. Just for, yeah, just, 90, that was ninety two, right? Yeah, from talent. Yeah, from from the, talent. That roster. Oh my god. Yeah, big time. But you know the build of the uh, Drew McIntyre Royal Rumble, where fans are like, "Oh my god, they're really yeah. going to just have Brock eliminate everybody," and you know, blah blah blah. But then, like the turning point where you know Brock becomes, you know, Keith Lee comes out, you know, yeah. and Brock's like, "Oh." Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. this guy. You know, and they they dropped the ball with that. Uh, they could have done so much more with Keith Lee, but uh, they dropped the ball. Uh, you know, he Brock built that up, and he made, Brock made people, and then just the fact that you know uh, Drew comes out, and Drew yeah. Drew just looks like a fucking superhero. Just put a fucking yeah. put a fucking cape on the guy, man. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I love. Honestly, God. Besides the fact that he's genuinely a good guy, man, you root for the good guys. But he, dude, he looks like he should be fighting Superman. You know, uh, he does. He's fucking Jack, dude. He is the personification. Like, if there was one person, and I know, like, people there are, and even in the group chat here, Travis is is uh, is uh, saying, you know, he uh, they fucked up Drew uh, too much for me as someone who still watches week to week. When I sat there and gave his sword a name, when they sat there and gave his sword a name and my girlfriend started laughing, I was over Drew. I think, and I and I, I want to be careful how I sort of couch this, um, I think a lot of the things that they're doing now are a result of them not still trying to find their footing after coming back live, Yeah. right? Oh, of course. They were, they were gone for 18 months in front of people. They didn't have anybody, so they're trying, like, it's the same thing with Lily, right? The Lily doll. They had to end that storyline because that kind of thing only worked inside of a pandemic Thunderdome era when you're doing like closed circuit TV, right? Yeah, that's, that's the only kind of that's place. That's a good that, way to put you know, it. Yeah, 
That's a good way that, to put that's it. That's the kind of that's and, and and it's not that I dislike the supernatural stuff. I I enjoy the supernatural stuff, but I think in with that character and that storyline, that only really works when you're behind a set, right? Yeah. So they had to get rid of it. It's the same thing with Drew. I mean, you you they're trying to find ways to continue his storyline because at the end of the day, there are only so many people on the Raw roster that you can believably put against Drew. You have Bobby Lashley, you have Randy Orton. You know, unfortunately, they I think they missed the ball with the fiend aspect, but uh, or even Bray Wyatt. I feel like they could have done something with the two of them together. I think that would have been a good program. Uh, But I don't know how many more opponents he could have had that were built up in a way that Drew was to be on that level. Right. Right. Now, and, and Travis, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree that they that they didn't fuck up with Drew's run big time. I think there are a lot of mistakes that were made, but I do also think. That they're this a lot of this stuff that they're doing now was just sort of like a, a temporary time stop in order to get him to SmackDown in order to fight Roman because I think that is what is they've already set the groundwork for it. He's fighting Big E in Saudi Arabia and he's coming back and he's already said on SmackDown he's coming after the Universal Title. Now there's the whole deal with The Rock not going to be able to be at WrestleMania this year. That was supposed to be a big payoff or something. It was supposed to be in Hollywood. Uh, apparently, The Rock is not going to be there now. They need something. And and in my mind, too, and Meany, I'm sure you're in a lot of the same boat with this. Things have a certain shelf life. Yeah. Do you think the bloodline could effectively continue long term? Like we're talking like two or three years, right? Hypothetically, let's say The Rock can't get to WWE for another two years. Do you think they could carry a storyline this long with Roman Reigns in an effective way to get to like two or three years later? Or do you think like this upcoming year would be the time for them to transition to like drew as the universal champion. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, uh, you know, old school days, you know, back when I grew up and you can stretch a storyline now for six months, you can stretch one feud out for six, six months. You know, that would, that was, that would be ideal. But now yeah. it seems like WWE just, uh, you know, they're very skittish. You know, they, 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 something could be going good, and all of a sudden, up oh, now we're gonna make a hard left here. You know, uh, it just takes a you know Vince, you know, ripping up a script last second. Ah, oh, god damn it, this is bad shit, pal. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, do I think they could? Yeah, I I think they could because Roman right now is the face of WWE. Yeah, uh, he's the voice of WWE, and uh, you know the whole. The whole bloodline thing, you know, um, yeah. I, I, well, you brought up a couple of great points where you could just, you know, bring in new parts of the bloodline, you know, uh, you know, would, you know, bringing in uh, Naomi and stuff like that and just uh, have everybody, uh, you know, it could, could be like an empire almost, you know, in different. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like, to, like, um, keep talking. I'm, I'm sweating my balls off here. I'm taking my sweatshirt <laughs> off. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I think there's definitely parts of that. But I think I think my concern is as far as Roman, not necessarily like an overexposure, but just the fact that people are like, Ugh, OK, now he's beat Drew. Now he's beat Brock. You know, like who's OK, then he beats The Rock. And then what? You know, what's the payoff here? Right, so. right, right. And that's uh, that's not an enviable task as far you know, that's a uh, that's not an enviable task as far as being in the writer's room. But uh you know, what, 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 you know, can they do it? I think they could, uh, but yeah, you know, it just takes. Uh, I mean, who, the, who becomes available at that point too? Because there, you know, you, you could 
you know, there could be a talent out there that, you know, could come in and, you know, uh, become a, a fresh new spark as far as a matchup goes, you know, like, right. You know, Hey, somebody could say, or, you know, you know, f- fuck, you know, what if they say, man, we're just wasting Braun Breaker down here on NXT. Let's bring him up, you know, and, 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 cha- okay. and change his name, please. First, if, if they pull him up and they don't immediately change his name to Rex Steiner yeah. and don't give him the mesh, <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. That dude sounds just like Scott Steiner. And the crazy. Just like Scott Steiner. Yeah. The crazy. And wrestles like his dad. Like, I've never, like, and he didn't even start wrestling until like six months ago, right? I I don't know his backstory, but. I think he started in like February. Yeah. And the dude is fucking insane. Dude, I I won't, I won't lie. I'm I'm new to the, the Braun Breaker character, uh, you know, but. Right. Good Lord. Uh, If there's a guy who's. (laughs) Dude. If there's a guy who's believable. And a, a guy Damn. you can pull up to, you know, I, you don't want to do too, things too fast too soon, but. Right, but. On, I on, mean, a, dude, on the believability sh- factor? Yeah, man. Brian Breaker looks like he fucks some shit up, you know. Dude, strike while the iron's hot with that one, too. Yeah. He's young. He's fresh. He's over. Yeah. The guy can fucking go. Like, just pull him up as quickly. Give him a year. Tops. Pull him up. Pull him up by the end of the year. Yeah. He's ready. He's ready. What? He's clearly ready because he gave the Scott Steiner promo. Like, what did he say? If you're uh, if you want a friend, go get a dog. <laughs> like, I mean, like, who says that shit? Yeah, I'll tell you who. Rex, Rex Steiner. That's who says it. You want to talk about Bloodline? Yeah, no. yeah, dude. Oh my God, yes, yes. Then they bring the Steiner bro. Uh, bring the Steiners back. That's what they should do. They're available. That's a great idea. Yeah. I uh, I know there's some there's some legality apparently the, according to the rumor and innuendo yeah. uh, there is some uh, some legality with the Steiner name, yeah. uh, but I think I think there's a way around that I think there's a way to fix that and I think they could absolutely make a a fucking killing doing that with 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 the new Steiner uh, bloodline. But um, Meanie, yes, what else is going on, man? What else has happened? Oh, uh, dude, I had a fantastic weekend last weekend with. Um you know, uh, Retromania Wrestling, the video game. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looks like you guys had a, a good... The entire BWO was there, right? Yeah, one of the rare times uh, they can get Stevie, me, and Nova in the same room at the same time. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, shout out to Mike Herman, uh, who uh, you know, owner and uh, creator of uh, Retrosoft Studios, Retromania Wrestling. Uh, we were at the Too Many Games video game convention uh, for Friday, mm. Saturday. And then, uh, you know, from the convention, we drove over to Tom's River for Donnie B's uh, standalone wrestling show, The Big Bang. And that was great as well. But, you know, dude, uh, I am so proud of the work with uh, we've done with Retromania Wrestling as far as, you know, the concept of being contacted, you know, uh, you know to do the game. Uh, we, we, I was contacted initially uh, by a gentleman named Mike Archer who uh, did video games for WWE and a, a bunch of different companies. And, um, you know, uh, Mike Herman, I reached, you know, Mike Archer, you know, had Mike Archer come on board. And once I heard Mike Archer was on board for the game, I was I was totally down to, to do it. I, I want to be in a video game anyway, but anything that's like the, you know, like, you know, uh, WrestleFest, the old school uh, arcade mm-hmm. game. And then, you know, they got the blessing from the original company to be 
the official sequel to uh, WrestleFest. Yeah. Whoa. Definitely a no brainer. But, you know, it was it, yeah. it was a great day. Uh, you know, uh, Mike, Herman, Mike Herman's very smart. He did a uh, limited run of, uh, you know, he did. Uh, well, I'm grateful that he decided to do a BWO Arena for the game. Yeah. That's going to be. Uh, yeah. You could download that soon on uh, all the platforms. Uh, but he got cases for each. Uh, platform, PS4, Xbox, Switch, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving something out. Uh, but like each cover, each cover was a custom BWO Retromania cover. And on the back, he had us sign all you know every different version. We signed all the posters and that's awesome and, man. and stuff like that. And I, I, I snagged one for myself. I should have brought it up to the uh, the Trey Media Mini Studios here, but uh. Yeah, dude, it was it was such a great weekend. We did a panel, which was fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I and it was cool. You know, I think we got you know our panel got a decent reaction because yeah, you, you never know. You're at a a video. Right. You're not at a wrestling convention. You're at a video game convention, and you're like, man, I hope people come over. <laughs> and, and we had we, we had a pretty <laughs> we had a pretty good turnout. I didn't I, you don't want to be like Spinal Tap, you know, just sitting there in front of like right. an empty room, you know, but. uh yeah, it, it was really cool. The game's awesome. They had the uh, the cabinet there. They had a, a version you could you know play you know with uh, on the Xbox there, and uh, it was cool just to be around Stevia Nova for a couple of days. You know, we, we're yeah. we are rarely in the same room at the same time, and uh, it was an amazing weekend. That's awesome, man. It's, it looked like you guys had a great time. Um, it looked like everything was 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 a lot of fun, and it was it was cool to see the BWO back together. I really uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, where can everybody find the game? Um, is it out yet? Is it is oh, it still ga- coming? Like it's already out. Well, here's here's the cool thing about the game is it's been out since February. But oh no shit. Okay, but, well good. then fuck me. I'm an idiot. No no so. no no no. But but that goes to my point of it was so cool to watch people come up to our table and go. Oh, when's the game coming out? And you go, hey, it's out. You can buy it right now. And people just, without even thinking, oh, oh absolutely. And people would, you know, buy uh, their, you know, the the uh, the game for the platform that they like. You you would buy. Yeah. You would get the case. You would get the download code. You throw in a bunch of really cool things into the case, like stickers, all that good stuff. And then we would sign the case. Just that process of watching people realize, oh, here's a cool wrestling game. Oh, the game's out now. Oh, I can buy it here. And the oh, the guys who are actually in the game will sign the uh, the, the 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 poster and the uh, the video oh, game amazing. case. Nah, it was it was awesome. And uh, Mike Herman, uh, genius move. Uh, and he's got a lot of cool things coming up for the game as far as you know, uh, downloadable content and more arenas. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was very special that you know a. He has a BWO arena, but then the, also yeah. the, he did a, an arena for, because we did the show uh, for Donnie B, and uh, we were having a, an angle where the BWO was uh, going up against the Corluzo Collection Agency, which was, uh, there's, there was a legendary, well, legendary uh, promoter in the Jersey Philly area named Dennis Corluzo, and uh, okay. they, they brought in his son, Mark. And uh, Mark is basically a, a spinning image of his dad. And uh, we're doing a, a, a feud between the BWO and the CCA. So in the game, 
they have a special uh, Corluso Collection Agency uh, <laughs> arena, which uh, Dennis Corluso, uh, legendary promoter, he helped me, he helped Nova, he helped guys like Chris Candino, Candido, Chris Candido, try to say that again. Uh, <laughs> say it five times fast, yeah. Yeah, he, he helped Crowbar. You know, he helped so many guys. And uh, just to have his name involved in the uh, in the video, have his name involved in the video game is, is, is pretty cool. That is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Now, for some reason, for a second, for a second, I thought the did you say Coraluzzo Collection Agency. Yeah. For some reason, I thought about the FBI, the full blooded Italians, and Legra- <laughs> and Vito Lagrasso, and uh, what was uh, Little Guido, right? Is that the the yeah, yeah. It, the it, guy that took that gigantic power bomb from the Undertaker that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was along those lines. Like uh, you know, uh, Dennis, you know, he ran shows in Jersey, but he also did a stint down in uh, Memphis and Smoky Mountain, you know, with the collection uh, Collection Agency. Or you a few with Lawler and stuff like that. But uh, so it was like, cool to have a little nod to him in the game because he did a lot for so many, so many, so many of the wrestlers. Yeah, that's really I love when they again, that's one of the coolest things about, uh, you know, the retro mania um, and the retro stuff that's been going on. Uh, it's really quite amazing to see all of the throwbacks and all the time. I know Cella Toys has been doing a bunch of stuff as well um, yeah. as far as like pulling, pulling from the old school, man. And I just I love it. Uh, hashtag Sorensen level has joined us. Yeah. Uh, welcome, sir. Up, welcome to mind of the meaning. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am uh, choking here a little bit, but while I'm choking, let's get ready to do ask Meanie. I would love to. Ask me something. All right, here we go. I'm pulling up. Don't forget guys, you follow us on my at mind of the meanie on Twitter. Uh, and use hashtag ask Meanie so you can ask us your questions each week. Uh, either myself or Josh, whoever is steering the ship that day with the blue Meanie, will ask. Uh, Ringside Rant, friend of both Mind of the Meanie and Foundation Radio. Nice. Asks, uh, what would the BWO look like today in regards to the members with current workers? I think we did that question on the last time. Did you guys do that yeah. last time? All right, let me see. I apologize. Here we go. Let's find you the next should. one. should. No, Let's go. Here we go. 15 hours. I'm the wrong one. Here we go. Let's loop it back. Pull it back. Here we go. Here, friend of the show for both Foundation Radio and Mind of the Meanie Ringside Rant. Thank you for the rewind, sir. Uh, if you were the Eagles GM, what would you do to get the team back to the promised land? Run the fucking ball, man. Run the fucking ball. Uh, dude, I, you know, I love this team. I, I don't want to think they're tanking this season just to... Uh, you know, get the because uh, they potentially the Philadelphia Eagles potentially have three picks in the first uh, have three picks in the first eight picks next year in the first round. Wow! They have uh, their pick. They have a pick from Miami, and if Carson Wentz plays seventy five percent of his snaps, uh, the Eagles get another th- uh, first round pick. And the Colts' records not that good right now. So uh, potentially, if the season were to end today. The Eagles would have three picks within the first eight picks of next year's draft in the first wow. round. So who knows if you know they're saying, "Hey, hey, you know, uh, pump the brakes here. Let's get these picks. Let's get some. Let's get a fucking middle linebacker in here." This this the Philadelphia Eagles have not done anything to address the middle linebacker uh, situation. Their their uh, defense is playing softer to baby shit. You know, just it's just like. Holy shit. That's soft, folks. Yeah. That's soft. Yeah. They've never done anything to address that situation. I would run the ball. But, uh, again, 
you know, you, you get into the thing of first-year coach, uh, first-year of a first-year coach. Uh, yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts played three games last year, but they're glorified preseason games because there was no preseason. So, to me, this is his right. real first year, even though he's technically not a rookie. Uh, and then you go look, go back and look at other coaches who've had first years. You know, Andy Reid, I think, went, went one of fifteen his first, you know, year as a coach and stuff like that. But these are growing pains. You know, always. Uh, yeah. You, know, you get a new coach in there. You usually try to give him like three years to, uh, you know, find his voice, so to speak, and, and call a game. But uh, definitely, I, you know, I would address the middle linebacker through the draft. Uh, try to get a veteran coach on this coaching staff because this coaching staff mm. is beyond is young. You know, they're yeah. you know, uh, when Andy Reid first, you know, became uh coach at the Philadelphia Eagles, he got uh Jim Johnson who Right veteran coach, had experience. Somebody he could go to, hey man, what would you do in this situation? Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, everybody is basically his peer. You know, they're on they're on the right. they're on the same same level. Get somebody in there with a little bit, more, a little bit more coach experience that you know you go, you know, like a Yoda type that you could go to and go. Uh, what would you do in this situation? So, there's so many things they could do. Again, I think I hate to say they're tanking, but uh, you know, well, fuck, they just traded away Zach Ertz to that kind of was a gut punch. You know, a uh, little inside baseball. We're doing this on a Saturday. They traded Zach on a Friday after the Thursday night game. And uh, unbelievable, yeah. Well, I, to, to be honest, I thought he was going to be traded during in the off season because he wanted an extension, mm. and uh, they were being thrifty because, well, that basically their hands are tied because you know that the cards are once trade and the cap hit with that, right? Right, so they you know they really, but now you, you, you trade away Zach Ertz, uh, you get a cornerback back, you free up some cap space. Uh, I would extend Dallas Goddard who is probably one of the best tight ends in football, underutilized uh, by the Eagles. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would extend, you know, if I'm the GM, uh, address middle linebacker in the draft, extend Dallas Goddard, uh, and get another coach in here who has uh, slightly more coaching experience than Nick Sirianni. <laughs> It's um it's funny that we that that somebody mentioned the Eagles today. I was talking to somebody at work uh, yesterday, my shoot job. We were talking about Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and and the uh, Tom Brady Super Bowl win. Um, and I, I sat there and talked, and I was I was just frustrated. I feel frustrated a lot of times when I think about the Eagles, right? Because I think about something like Nick Foles and that Super Bowl win, and how he was the backup quarterback, and we invested all of this time, effort, and energy into Carson Wentz to really not get a ton out. Of him, right. you know, I mean, it really, right. really wasn't it's he was like the modern day Donovan McNabb. And I know that this again, I guess me, I'm just full of controversial opinions today, Manny. But <laughs> looking back on it, man, Terrell Owens, I got to tell you, man, he wasn't wrong with what he said about Donovan McNabb. He wasn't wrong. He choked at the Super Bowl. I don't think it was a professional thing to say, but I don't necessarily think he was wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think there may have been a better, more professional way to go about that. But I don't necessarily think it was wrong because and I think in, in some aspects, looking back on that entire thing, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and look up the stuff uh, during Terrell Owens time in the Philadelphia Eagles organization. Um, it was uh, controversial at best. 
But I think at a certain point, he's probably feeling like everybody's attacking me. Everybody's talking shit about me, saying that I'm the bad guy here. I'm the one that's not, you know, boosting morale on the team. And I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. But what about Donovan McNabb, who can barely throw the fucking football? And I never could understood. I never could understand why McNabb stayed on the team for as long as he did. You know, you had somebody like A.J. Feely come in and crush it in the same aspect as as Nick Foles. You have a great you have a great backup quarterback. You have a great second backup quarterback. You know, you have other people who can fucking handle this and play the game a hundred times better than these guys. So why do we continue to keep dumping money into like Carson Wentz and guys like Donovan McNabb who are clearly not what we signed up for? And I don't know how that works. You know, what do you think? I think I think Donovan McNabb was, you know, a great quarterback, but like he he would just get set in his ways. Um I listen to Sports Talk Radio here in Philly. Uh, my boys, well, my boy uh, Johnny Marks, he's got a great radio show with Ike Reese. I love Ike Reese. Oh, yeah. Ike Reese is great. Yeah. I just uh, ordered a uh, Ike Reese jersey. Nice. <laughs> nice. I've always wanted an Ike Reese jersey, so that's coming in the mail soon. And uh, nice. he tells a story. Like, he t- he'll throw in some uh, nuggets. Like behind inside baseball stories with the Eagles, and he said there was a certain play. The Eagles were playing the Giants, and uh, to, to, yeah, T.O. was in the huddle with Donovan McNabb. He's like, "Man, I was open on that play. I'm getting open. I'm getting open." And Donovan turns to T.O. and says, "Man, shut the fuck up." And from that point on, Terrell Owens just turned on Donovan. Like right in the in the in the huddle in the heat of the moment, I went, man, just shut the fuck up. And from that point, T.O. was like, it, shit's on, you know. T.O. was a very prideful guy. Uh, <clears throat> if you watch his introductory uh, press conference, uh, you know his name's uh, Terrell Owens, and uh, Andy Reid says. Terrell Owens, and he corrects Andy Reid right away. No, it's Terrell. <laughs> you know, he's like one of those private guys. Like, he won't be disrespectful. Yeah. And then Donovan, in, in the huddle in front of all the teammates, is told to shut the fuck up. That's what. That, Dude, I don't. That's when things went south. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I I don't know if I wouldn't I don't know if I would not have reacted the same way as Terrell Owens though. I mean, that's like that's. Oh, you know, I, know. I get. I get in a certain aspect, right? And again, I've never played professional sports. I've never wrestled. I've never done anything like that. I'm just a guy who watches, right? But I think for me personally, if I'm in a situation and I know I'm get, I'm not being utilized. Or I know something's coming up and the person's first response is to tell me to shut the fuck up. I'm going to be like, yo, fuck you and your mother. You know, like I don't I'm not going to take that kind of shit from anybody, especially if I know that I'm like trying to trying to help. You know, I'm trying to do the right thing here. But again, I don't I don't know. I mean, that's that's probably why I never did anything like this, because I got a fucking attitude problem when it comes to that. But I uh, no, I just I don't know, man. I, I guess maybe I don't necessarily I think Wentz is a worse qu- quarterback than, than McNabb. Let me just make sure I'm clear on that. Wentz was. Well, Wentz had potential. <sighs> what? He had potential. He had potential, right. but he just he kept getting sidelined. Shitting the bed. Yeah. Yeah. He kept shitting the bed. Well, like, he, on, he, he kept getting injured. Um, yeah. I mean, that 2017 season, he was playing lights out, and then, then, you know, against the Rams, he gets both, you know, ligaments in his knee blown out. Oh, that's right. I was at that game, which is weird. Uh, but And you couldn't have tell you, – you didn't know at the time because he's walking right. back to the locker room, and he, he walked by my section. I was like 10 rows from the field, 
and he's walking, and you hear the crowd coming up. Like, you hear, like, a ooh, ooh, you know, come around and say, and then, oh, my God, there's ones walking by the You know, you think it, maybe it's a concussion because he's walking back to the locker room. And then, right. oh, no, he blew out his knee. Shit. And, you know, he blew, up, blew out his knee and still played two more plays. And threw a, he was a quarterback without a knee throwing a, a touchdown pass to a guy who had a torn uh, rotator cuff. You know, Jesus. and Alshon Jeffrey, which is bizarre. But, you know, he he kept getting injured, and then they really didn't do anything to, you know, to help him. You know, uh, you know, you, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe we being a little too hard on Mr. Wentz here. Well, that, well you know, Nick Foles was the mistress, you know. Uh, they, uh, well, not the mistress. There, there was the ex, you know, because he— He is the, the stepdad of the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> well, no, it— Nick Foles was originally the Philadelphia Eagles quarter, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and then that idiot Chip Kelly traded him away, oh, and then uh, they bring him back. So it's like you know, X sex. You know, they just you know they kept going back to yeah. the X. You know, while your your new brides right here, the new brides like hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he's playing in the shadow of you know the guy who replaced him and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, that's got to be a dick. That's got to be a huge like dick pie, that, you know, like, fuck, man, this is that, that, brutal. That same ex almost took him back to the playoffs <laughs> and it, and one Alshon Jeffrey catch away from maybe going back to the NFC championship game, hopefully playing in another Super Bowl. You know, Nick Foles goes away. Uh, they, I think he went to Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. And then, you know, you're crossing once you're like, Phew. it's just me. I'm the main quarterback. Next year, second round in the draft, Jalen Hurts. What? Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, he's 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 always had to play in the shadow of his backup. You know. Yeah. But no, I, I can see that. I can see how that could be. Yeah. That could be extremely there, frustrating. There, there, yeah. There's so much. I can to see it. how that would be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he had potential. But like he was, you know, you know where I think things really went bad was, and this is dawned on me. And uh, you know, he gets to his first playoff game. You know. Nick Foles is gone. He takes he carries the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, who started off shaky to the playoffs. They win their division, and then they're playing Seattle, and he gets concussed within the first like ten minutes Oof. of that game. I think that concussion really played did a number on Carson. Just yeah, uh I think so. I think uh, you know, everything he went through with the Nick Foles saga and then he gets a concussion and then while he's you know, I, I think he that's the scary thing about concussions. You don't know how long the side effects last. And then, well, right, yeah. And then you know, most people who've had severe concussions like that say you're ultra emotional. And then when they go in <laughs> in the second round and pick a, a backup quarterback, who eventually is going, you know, you know, the fans are going to be calling for if you do, you start to stink. So the, the, re, the Eagles really did nothing to help them. Like just right now, they're doing really doing nothing to help Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen, yeah. Jalen needs to step up his game too a little bit, but you know they're really not. You're a rookie quarterback in your first year, and you're you're throwing over 50 times a game when you should be running and getting used to the rhythm of the speed of the NFL. Yeah, the the Eagles really have done no favors to their quarterbacks. 
I got to say, watching the uh, the group chat here, the pod squad light up as you talk about the Eagles. I want to make sure I point this out, this comment by Travis. Uh, Travis says, as much as I'm not a sports guy, I love listening to the Blue Meanie talk about the Eagles. Meanie talks about the Eagles with the same passion he talks about Van Halen. And bro, I got to tell you, I absolutely agree. Uh, I could listen to Blue Meanie talk about the Eagles and Van Halen all day long. So uh, Travis had one more question since we have one uh, time for one more question. Sure, here. Sure. Uh, Travis wants to know um, the Eagles dream draft. What year are you joining the Eagles and what position are you playing? Well, anytime I make myself in uh, Madden, uh, I play middle linebacker. <laughs> I either play middle linebacker or I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of defense. I love watching. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I love watching a defender break through the line and dissect the shit out of the quarterback, like Javon Hargrave did uh, two weeks ago in Carolina. He just here. It's a fucking play. Javon Hargrave broke through the fucking offensive line. It's like they the guy went ole and let him through, and he Jesus. just fucking sacks that guy. It's like something out of a movie. So, I, like, I would always uh, pick, like, a defensive. I always wanted to be a defender, either on the line, because I was a big Reggie White fan, too. Reggie and Jerome, that's my tag yeah. That's my tag team right there. Fucking, uh, <laughs> or middle line. Anywhere where you could just break through the line and fucking tackle the quarterback. Uh, jersey number probably would have been either 73 or 93. So, there's a... 73 years I was born, and for some reason, I, I love the number 93, too. You know, 93 as well, I should say. But yeah, My number would be 69. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, actually, here's one more question for you. Sure. Um, because I, I, I find this interesting, and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up for today. Word. Uh, Liam, Liam Savage wants to know, do you get insulted if a fan uses wrestling lingo like shoot or heat and think that's just for people on the inside? Or do you accept that it's part of the fan culture now? If it's done the right way. It's, to me, when you talk to me and ask me a question or have a conversation with me, it's all in the approach. Are you saying it to ask, you know, be inquisitive, you know, like genuinely want to know something? Or are you approaching me that you want to just show off that, you know, insider lingo? Like, you know, like, yeah, like... I'm the guy who's reading WebMD, and I go to the doctor's office. And I go, uh, I have this thing in my shoulder, and I start reading off the things I, I read. On, I read on WebMD that if you do this, uh, I think you should give me this pill, you know, to, to treat my shoulder. Well, sorry, I'm the one with the fucking medical degree here. Uh, I'll tell you what's wrong with you, and I'll treat you and right. tell you what. It's all in the approach, you know? If, people's, uh, if people are having, like, a, a genuine conversation, and they, they use inside I'm cool with it. You know, I was that guy. I, dude, I was, you know, I did a couple of dickhead things, you know, when I was a smart mark, you know, uh, big Josh, you know, Jason, Matt Bourne's walking to the fucking ring. And I go, Oh, big Josh, you're Matt Bourne. And what's, what's supposed to do? Turn around and go, ah, oh, you got me, you know? Right. I was that asshole, you know? So, you know, um, and I hate, I, I, I want to punch myself in the face for it. But, uh, you know, using insider lingo, uh, I don't mind. It, like I said, it's all in the approach. If you're, if you're genuine, being genuine, when you, if it's just casual and you're not going, hey, look, I know a smart word. You know, uh, 
you know, uh, one of my, I always use this analogy. Uh, Nirvana has a song, uh, I'll say in bloom. I, I think it's in bloom. And the lyric is, uh, he's the one who likes all our pretty songs and he likes to sing along and he likes to shoot his gun, but he doesn't, he don't know what it means. A lot of times wrestlers, wrestling fans, you know, they know the wrestling, they know the lingo, they want to sing along and use the lingo, but sometimes they don't really know what the lingo means. You know, people are like, for the longest time, people are like, oh, this office, they're burying Daniel Bryan. He's so over. They're burying, if they were, if they were. Burying Daniel Bryan, he wouldn't be on TV. If right. if, if being if being if being thank you, you Blumini. If if being in a major storyline against Triple H and Stephanie is being buried, let me hand you my fucking shovel and bury me that way, because you're on national TV with the fucking bosses, and they they the fan, the fans bought into it. They thought he was legit being buried. It, it was great to watch the fans fucking freak out thinking that he was genuinely being buried, but he's on TV every week. If, right, right. If WWE wants to bury somebody, you're off TV and, you know, it, you know, you know, they'll send you back down to where, well, back in the day that, you know, I, you know, they let me go. And then the fans had that save the meaning campaign. And then they're like, Hey, maybe we give them another chance. So the next time comes around, Ah, we'll send him down to Memphis. Keep him out, out of sight, out of mind. So when we slowly, you know, release him, you know, on the down low, there won't be as much of a outrage, a pushback. Yeah, yeah. I just, dude, I gotta tell you, man. And again, I, I, I would, I don't use words like bury or mark or shoot or work. Like, as I'm not in the industry, right? I'm not a wrestler. I, I don't use words like that because it's, it's for me, it would be disrespectful, right? Yeah. But I love, I fucking love these guys, these the the wrestling cosplay journalists, as friend of the show Eric Bischoff calls them, who are like, <laughs> oh, they're, you know, you're uh, they're burying Bray Wyatt and they're just totally burying him and doing this and doing that, and it's like, guys, guys, Bray Wyatt is fucking over. Yeah. If there's something that's not working, they're going to retool it, right? Like this is all. I just like. It just shut up and enjoy the show. Like it's just and it's like on like I'm I'm it's the same thing on Twitter. All these people screaming at each other about AEW and WWE and you know like I, I like to have a good time. I like to mess around. Like I, I put a tweet up yesterday about what something Tony Khan said and I likened it to a Donald Trump tweet where he was talking about Ted Turner. I've never met Ted Turner, but I think he's ter- like I just I like it was the first thing I thought about and I have no beef with Tony Khan. It was just you know I what I mean? it was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, yeah like I have no beef. Like I want to be clear, no beef with Tony Khan. It was just the way it read. I was like, this reads like a Donald Trump tweet, you know, and I was like laughing to myself as I wrote it. Right. But I, I don't like I don't I, I try not to get involved in like all that back and forth bullshit because it's just like I don't like it's guys just just enjoy the show. You know, I'm going to call out things that I think should that I would like to see be better. And I think things that should be changed. Uh, but I don't I, I just I just hate when they people use the words improperly and they use it incorrectly. It drives me insane. So please make sure I could see somebody going, Go Oh, I would love seeing so and so be used more. Right, That's, right. Something like that is different. That's a different thing. But to say so and so needs to be pushed. What's a uh, what's a what's a push? How how do you know how do you know that guy can handle the push? Because once you right. <clears throat> you know you know, I learned this from, you know, people who fight in MMA. They're like yeah, you're big and tough in the press conferences, but once you know you get in that octagon and the the lights are on you, some people shrink. 
Yeah. You, uh, you're going to attach a, a rocket to somebody. You're going to push them. How do you know they can handle the push? You know, so. Why? Yeah. And also who decides who needs to be pushed? Vince McMahon decides. And it's just we could I, I'm sure we could go on about this forever. But yeah. like it, it's it's, you know, just just be respectful to Meanie and the other guys who have busted their asses for so many years in this industry. And just make sure that you are doing the right thing and you're not dude it's you know blowing hot air it's all in the approach you know and yeah i mean it really is and and just be you know like i said don't blow hot air and meanie speaking of air autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in patch and our friends at manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming if you know what i'm saying Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY20. And MEANY, I gotta tell you the other day, little John and the Eastside boys were looking a bit bushy and I had to... <laughs> Wasn't sure what to do. Uh, I grabbed the uh, the the beard trimmer that I use, which is fucking disgusting, but I didn't have anything else to use. And I started to do it, and I nicked myself, man. I nicked myself right right on the side of the goodies, on the, the groceries, and it was terrible. And I thought, wait a minute, what am I doing? I have the Manscaped Performance Package here, for the Performance Package 4.0, and I trimmed it up, and now it's as sleek and as smooth as my beard line. I know, Meanie, you have the same issues sometimes. Um, tell me more about your experiences with Manscaped. Oh, dude, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than the, uh, the, the the nicks and cuts that come along with using the the the, the, uh, the age-old beard trimmer, the, uh, the, 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 the yeah. thing they use in the military to buzz your head with. You know, you shouldn't be buzz, buzzing, <laughs> buzzing your boys. But, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of everything Manscaped does from... From below the belt to above the neck with the uh, ears and ear nose trimmer. Uh, you know, like I keep saying, I'm, I'm getting to that Ernest Borgnine stage in life where, you know, where my <laughs> where, where my ear and nose uh, needs to be trimmed up a little bit. So, you know, Manscaped provides everything to, to keep you uh, looking sharp and keep things, uh, you know, and Manscaped keeps uh, everything, you know, looking presentable. You know, uh, from uh, yes, from below the belt to above the neck. Yes, and I know, I know, Mrs. Meanie appreciates it. I know my wife Courtney appreciates <laughs> it. And remember, guys, it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner. Performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And we're not just talking about your balls, guys. We're talking about the goodies from Manscaped, right? The new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. If you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is essential. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. So, if you're like me and you like to shower in the dark, you can make sure your balls look great too. 
Uh, seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulation, their crop preserver ball deodorant. Everybody knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. And who doesn't like a set of pumpkin spice smelling balls? Uh, <laughs> the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop up the worst weeds up top in your nose and your ear. The nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Uh, then after trimming the pumpkin patch and whacking the leaves, give your balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver Manscape even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 2.0 or 4.0 rather excuse me the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag get comfy on home and are at home and on the go this season so remember get 20 percent off and free shipping by using the promo code nini 20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off free shipping with the code mini 20 at manscaped.com make your balls a priority this fall choose manscaped your balls will thank you. And Meanie, I have to also say again, thank you so much for letting me tag in. Oh, uh, my Josh pleasure. should be back next. Son of a bitch. God damn it. We forgot again, Meanie. Oh, man. Shit. Ah! I do this every single week. Every week I'm on the show, man. Uh, Al. Al Snow. I'm so goddamn sorry, dude. Every time. I, I, at, this, at this point, I'm surprised he hasn't just like barged in. And just like he just hasn't done a run in yet. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm waiting for it, and then I have to like explain myself, and like I'm just I'm concerned. As, I'm concerned. As as a shooter, uh, he trained Dan yeah. Severn for the UFC. He is more than capable than taking my large head and shoving it up my own ass. So, uh, you know, we can't uh, next week. I mean, he has he has we to really, come on. This we show. really have to do this because I the last thing I want is my head planted firmly in my rectum so uh al snow please check just just accept my sincerest and genuine apologies um and please send any hate mail to josh ernoff uh meanie thank you so much for allowing me to stop by and co-host and co-pilot uh mind of the meanie where can everybody find you on social media if you would like to follow uh the blue meanie go to uh, twitter instagram and facebook blue meanie bwo if you would like a cameo video, go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. If you would like to support the blue meanie, go to pro wrestling tees.com slash blue meanie. Or if you want to support mine and me, go to uh, pro wrestling tees.com slash mine and meanie. You can also follow mine and meanie on all social media platforms uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at mine and meanie. Um, and uh, you can uh, support Josh Chernoff. Uh Go to all uh, all social media platforms at so says Chernoff. Go to prosthetics.com slash so says Chernoff. Get my favorite shirt. Sarcasm is my superpower. And uh, where we can, where can we find you? Thank you, Mr. Meany. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. You can find me uh, on socials, on Twitter and Instagram, at This Is Goober. You can also follow my show, Foundation Radio, every Tuesdays, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, and you can find it at foundationradio.net. Got a lot of great content in the archive. You can also go and support me and tell everyone you're an Adam Bernard guy by going to prowrestlingtees.com slash mindofthemeanie and picking yourself up one of my favorite shirts, as well as our official CM Punk Eat the Shoe t-shirt, which, CM Punk, we're ready for you, bro. Let's do it. Uh, don't forget to pick up your action figures as well. 
uh, your Josh Chernoff and Blue Mini action figures. Uh, there is very limited quantities left. My sincerest hope is that this year, before the end of the year, they will be the not Josh Chase variant. So, Chella Toys, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up. Uh, so, Mini, Blue Mini, thank you again so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. The Pod Squad, I love seeing everybody on the show here uh, and getting a chance to talk to everybody. Uh, for the Blue Mini, my name is Adam Barnard, and we will see you again next week on Mind of the Mini. The world of NLW Radio never stops. When you love someone, seeing them struggle with their mental health can be one of the hardest things in the world, especially when you know they need help but don't know where to turn. That's why 988 Lifeline is here. 988's trained crisis counselors are available 24-7 by phone or text to provide you with the resources and support you need to help the people you love. No one should have to struggle alone. Call or text 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline day or night. 988. Hope has a new number.